You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Wednesday, April 14th, and we're getting the band back together because D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod are back. They're going to do a show with me together. We're going to start off talking about James Conner. He's gone to the Arizona Cardinals. What does it mean for Connor's legacy with the Steelers and the city of Pittsburgh, as well as where he's going with the Cardinals and how it leaves the Steelers running back room? Then we'll dip into the topic bag. Got a question on Ben Roethlisberger's leadership skills. Some of y'all didn't like what was said on this show about his leadership skills. We're going to dip right into some of the reasoning and back and forth about where Ben Roethlisberger's legacy as a leader for the Steelers stands. As always, you can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com app, which is now the Odyssey app. Anywhere that you get podcasts, rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. We're getting the band back together. It's the guys. Yeah. Dean I and Pietro. Josh Axelrod. You guys, you know, you love them. Guys, we had to separate you guys last week, not because we wanted to, but because some scheduling things worked out. But it's so great to have you back together again. But it still didn't stop you guys from fighting at each other in between different episodes. Nothing can stop us. Can't stop one stop. (laughs) But let's get right into some Steelers (laughs) topics here. First thing off the board james connor officially gone he has signed with the arizona cardinals they continue <gasps> pittsburgh west um uh, which is also that's a funny moniker now for those who don't remember remember back in like the early 2010s it was like every every offseason whoever the steelers cut they would go to the cardinals and they could be bums they could be you know steven sylvester or whoever they were guys that nobody cared about or remembered but this the cardinals would sign them and it was just a thing and this but this to me feels a little different because at least with the cardinals right now they got, they're like, okay, we've lost David Johnson and Kenyon Drake in basically less than a calendar year. So now we need to find a way to replenish our running back room. So let's get this guy from the Steelers who has experience. He'll work with Chase Edmonds. And I, I see them as another team who could also draft a running back early. But still, the big thing for Steelers fans, yes, James Conner. I know Dean's going to get to this at some point. Yes, James Conner was not the preeminent running back that was going to take over the offense, but he was a great story for the city. You know, he grew up in Erie, played at Pitt for four years, tore his ACL, and then found out he had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, you know, beat cancer, came back, helped Pitt beat Clemson in a, in a crazy 2016 season, gets drafted by the Steelers to stay in Pittsburgh, basically plays for eight years, gets a Pro Bowl season, I still think that's a very cool story, and I understand why some Steelers fans are sad to see him go. I wasn't aware that he had beat Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm glad you made me aware of that. <laughs> um, I I think he's oh, actually well. probably going to be relieved <laughs> that he won't be asked about that all the time now. You know, I mean, I'm right. sure it that's does get point. tiresome for him to be asked about that, and and to. And in, in so many ways, and, and perhaps unfairly, it was his identity. Mm, and, um, you know, and, and I'll say that that was unfair because, you know, once he beat it and he beat it in college, you know, you come into the pros, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a story anymore. Um, it's what are you doing in the pros? What are you doing as a running back in the NFL? 
Mm-hmm. And but people kept coming back to it. He was, you know, he was thrust into the role because of what Le'Veon Bell did. I don't know that he was ever going to. If Le'Veon Bell sticks around, James Conner's still not a starter in the NFL. You know, I mean, if if Le'Veon Bell's here, James Conner's not starting. He's a backup. He's he's filling in when Bell's hurt. Whatever. James Conner is is a good running back. He's yeah. he's a he's a step above. Uh, you know, a McFarland or a Benny Snell or, right. or whatever else. But, um, you know, I mean, Arizona, hopefully he get, hopefully the, the, the new, uh, new place will be good for him. I wish him well. I hope he does well. No, Dean, I think what you just said is really important context. Like James Conner wasn't drafted to be the bell cow running back. Right. He was drafted to back up Le'Veon Bell, who Steelers fans. And I assume the organization thought was going to be the Steelers starting running back for maybe a decade if all went well. And I mean, he was thrust into a role that he was a little underqualified for and he never really equated himself well in. He has moments. There were certainly games and flashes of Bell-esque brilliance on occasion. I'm willing to say Bell-esque brilliance. Like he had, I, I think I talked a few weeks back. I just remember last season and him taking like, these one yard Mason Rudolph throws, breaking a tackle and going like 10, 15, 20 yards for a touchdown. So the man has that, that high end starter, ta- maybe not starter, uh, mid to high end starter t- talent in him. Obviously he was inconsistent. Obviously his health was a problem. I guess the main thing Steelers fans should just remember here is that there's n- similarly to Juju, there's very little to say about his character that he, him leaving town is not, is not a, is not a character flaw. Right. He, he clearly, sorry, just really quickly. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. He clearly needed a new start. The Steelers, I certainly signals to me that they're serious about drafting a running back highly. And I think it's good for everyone. And just, you know, I think it's time to get ready for Kalen Balazs. Absolutely. Balazs mania is running The Balazs barrage. The Balazs barrage. barrage. Nice. Set set the banner up at Heinz Field. Um, Guys, please, before you you send the hate mail, I am not busting on his cancer recovery, okay? What he did was absolutely courageous. He he set a video up of it, a lot of it along the way. He's been a fantastic representative for people overcoming that. And it is a great story without question there is no doubt about that do the announcers have to say it every time he carries the ball i mean does he have to be asked about it every year let the guy move on from it you know let 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 the guy live his life now you know five six years out from that um i felt for him in that regard that he's always having to talk about it and it and it it looked like it wore on him it really did i i I mean that that that's something to always consider is what what do you want to be known for? And I'm assuming when you're in the NFL, you want to be known for being a good player. And, um, you know, I think James Conner is a good NFL player. He's just not a, a dynamic NFL player. And when, you, when you're not running back, you need to be dynamic to be, you know, one of the best. But like you said, like like both of you said, there's nothing to wish wish bad on this guy. He he was a he fought hard for the Steelers. You know, you know he he endured lots of different injuries. You know, he filled it. I mean, in, in 2018, even though they didn't make it to the to the playoffs that year, like the I still I'll never forget when I was sitting in the press box and people were chanting Connor Connor, and I'm like looking around like whoa 
this is crazy. And, and it was because the statement that Le'Veon Bell wouldn't even show up that season. And here's this kid who they, who's, who's from, who's from Erie played at Pitt. He's been a local hero and here he is stepping up for everyone. And he was like going ballistic on the Browns in that game. I, I for, for all, all things considered James Connor, you know, he's not a legendary Steeler. He's not even a hall of honors t- type of Steeler, but he's someone that I understand why people celebrate. And I think Steelers fans have every reason to root for him moving forward in his career. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're getting back to the topic bag. I took a break from that yesterday, but we're getting right back at it. Cause we had a question that was di- directly sent for this group today. What was that question? Find out after this. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with D9 and Pietro of WPXI and Joshua Axelrod of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Guys, we're continuing our topics here now. We're going into the topic bag, which, remember, is the way that you, the listeners, can get your questions discussed on the show. If you want to qu- want your question just talked about, just send an email to bag at gmail.com. That's L-O for Locked On Steelers Topic Bag at gmail.com send it there and you'll get your question read on the show and get us to basically talk about it for a whole segment this one comes from robert bailey and robert informs us that he's a veteran in the united states military robert we thank you for your service very much so we thank all of our veterans for their service to our great country now getting to robert's question he wanted to talk about ben roethlisberger's leadership he said there are different kinds of leaders and but does ben hold no leadership qualities at all he said he referencing back to a few of our conversations about ben's leadership um you know he said he may not he, he may not be holding mason uh rudolph or josh dobbs hands on his day off but he's a 39 year old and he does need rest on occasion um but he and he's never been in your in your face kind of guy he hasn't had to be because of the likes of of jerome bettis heinz ward brett kiesel etc and then he said you know and all the great personalities pittsburgh has had he said does it not count as leadership when ben was holding was was on the sidelines helping duck, duck and mason last year after his surgery or is it not leadership to keep throwing to, to uh to is it not leadership to keep throwing to another player who keeps dropping balls after games you uh he talks about how we have we've uh, we have locker room access and he wants our perspective um and you know because some leaders are like troy polamalu and quieter and he says ben is always prepared and doesn't rip on guys on the sideline imagine that espn headline if he did okay so lots of things to parse out there first of all thank you very much for your question robert but it's funny how both of you have this evil <laughs> chuckle 
to Robert's question because <laughs> I get it. You know, ben is a face of the franchise. He's he you know he's going he's, when he when when he retires he, it will be five years. He'll be in the Hall of Fame as soon as he as soon as he's eligible. Um, but we've all talked about this, and I guess we're gonna get back into it. But Dean, when when you hear that question, what are the things you point to to say, hey, this is why I don't feel he's that great a leader? All right, Robert, thank you for your service and thank you for your question. Thank you for listening. Um, Leadership, and I don't know anything about leadership in the military, okay, because I've never been in the military, so I won't pretend that I do. Um, Leadership in football or in any other walk of life, like in in our field, to me, there are leaders and there are bosses. There's a huge difference. Leaders work to get the people around them, if you want to say the people under them, but the people around them to significantly make them better. They don't just bark out orders. They help people to grow and achieve and get better. My biggest criticism from Ben Roethlisberger, okay, he wants to rest on Wednesday. Sure, rest on Wednesday. Rest at the facility on Wednesday and help coach up Mason and Josh and Duck and whoever else is there, not Sam Darnold, sorry, Josh, but <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, whoever. Whatever. Be there. Be there with your team, visibly with your team when you're not in the game. That's a big component. Quarterback is a de facto leader on any football team. But that doesn't mean he's a highly efficient leader and you don't get the sense it's an intangible. You mentioned Jerome Bettis and Heinz Ward as your offensive players. How long has it been since they've been gone? Mm. Okay. But you can tell when someone has the respect and leadership of the locker room as a leader. They respect Ben as a player. They respect them as a teammate. I'm just not sure he's whether quiet or vocal, the rallying point that can efficiently get the most out of his teammates, maybe the receivers, maybe, you know, he'll, cause he'll tell a receiver, I'm coming back to you after they drop a ball. Good. That's mm-hmm. what you should do. Right. It's just, he's never had that intangible mentor kind of persona. That's never come through. If it's there and we don't see it great but I've never seen that out of Ben. Doesn't mean he's a horrible uh, teammate by any stretch. It's just that I don't view him as the leader in the locker room, that hold, the glue that's holding it together behind the scenes. Josh? Well, well, yeah, I'll start off by echoing both of you and thank you for your service. Uh, again, also never been in the military. Not going to pretend like I know anything about military leadership. I also think it's important to note that I have no locker room access. So uh, <laughs> yeah. don't, ex- don't expect me to have any behind the scenes perspectives here. But uh, just again, my observations just as a Steelers fan my entire life, and Ben has essentially been the quarterback for my entire Steelers fandom. Uh, he seems to me to have always been a, I will lead by what I do on the field kind of guy more than a, I'm going to take you put my arm around your shoulder and show you the ropes kind of guy. And that's a, that is a style of leadership. 
uh, just follow my lead and I will take you to the promised land. And to be fair, he did that. He did that for the Steelers twice. So it was certainly effective to, to, to a certain extent. Um, so, and yet I think that's why he's been able to, if not command the locker room, at least have the locker room on his side for the last, most of the last decade. I think where the situation starts to wane a little bit is when his play starts to falter. And that's been a recurring theme over the past few years. And I mean, it's a little tougher to respect an aging quarterback who isn't that kind of warm, fuzzy guy in the locker room and also isn't playing very well. So it's not that he's not a leader he certainly isn't the leader in the traditional sense, like Dean said, but it's not even that he's not a leader at all. Like, again, by, by virtue of being an NFL quarterback, he's immediately in a leadership role. I mean, but, look what um, was Emmanuel Sanders said about Peyton Manning when he went out there. Yep, that's a that's a thing that happened. Uh, yeah. And and also, uh, let's also talk. I, I believe he mentioned something about Ben never being the kind of guy to yell at teammates. I think he has a couple of receivers over the years who would, uh, who would dispute that claim, mainly <laughs> like the time that he called Heinz Ward short and whatever the heck went down between him and Antonio Brown, that clearly caused a, a rift that could not be repaired. So again, ben, I, I think Ben, for the most part, after he cleaned up his act, he's been a decent presence on the team and a solid leader, but there are definitely some guys on the team who, uh, don't seem to want much to do with him after they leave. He's, he's been the quarterback, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's been the leader. And and, and he's not the guy. I think when there's locker room issues, I don't think I don't, and I could be wrong, but I don't think he's the guy that someone will go to and say, Hey, can we talk about this? I don't think he, and it's, I don't know that he would say, say no to anybody. I don't think he would, but, I, I just don't see him as that guy that, that, that again, that glue where a Ferrier and a, and a Bettis and a Heinz Ward um, were those kind of guys that would, you know, kind of galvanize everyone together in their own way inside that room where we don't see it. I see Ben as an on the field general. Yeah. But I don't necessarily see him as a leader of the men on the team. I think that's pretty much exactly what I just said. He, he, he leads yeah. by his play, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really lead the guys in the locker room. And right. there's nothing, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that because it's he not doesn't like have to be, but I think if people view him that way, that's a little misguided. And, I mean, it's, and it's, I, it's, there are, most franchises would kill to be the Steelers over the last decade with the amount of yeah. winning they've done. And Ben is obviously a huge part of that. So you can't knock his, whatever he's doing, he was doing something right. Right. Mm-hmm. You can knock, how things might be playing out these days now that the winning is waning a little bit. And so are his skills on the field. And that's where I think we're going to need some new blood to come in to take over. It's obviously a new quarterback is going to be taking over at, in the near future, but we're going to need someone, a, a stronger voice in the locker room to lead this team past the Ben era is, is we're not glad, it's, glad it's not Sam Darnold. That's good. <laughs> We're not done talking about this. We're gonna we're we're gonna keep with this topic. We got to take a quick break and talk to our sponsors. Uh, Dean is cackling at the Sam Donald jokes here. Um, he thinks but, it's really funny. 
He did. I am funny. I am. It is kind of funny. It is kind of <laughs> funny, Josh. I got. I got to admit, you was you was heavy on Sam. We were both like. I mean, we can make some. We can make some Aaron Jones jokes if you guys want. I'm. Oh, that no, that, that'd oh. be fun too. I'm down for that. See, this is why you guys are just magic on the podcast, taking shots <laughs> at each other. But we're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We're sticking right with this topic because you guys talked about that last segment. I didn't get much worded on on what I think there. We'll explain what that is, right? BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod. Now, so continuing this conversation about Ben's leadership, I, I want to help Robert out because I feel like Robert probably just listened to that segment. I was like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about, you know, because he's because he talked about how Ben doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to get in your face. And, you know, and, and yeah, that is a thing. Ben doesn't. Ben's not the guy who you see, you know, doing Tom Brady and yelling at his linemen when they're not blocking. You know, he's not the guy who's in the middle of the circle, you know, and gripping somebody up. And, you know, frankly, a lot of quarterbacks ain't that. Like, you know, like, you know, people – because when people think about that in Pittsburgh recently, they'll think of, like, Joey Porter or someone that, that you know, when, when he talks, everybody shuts up and is like, I'm, I'm listening because that dude runs the show. You know, that's – I think Ben has that kind of power by proxy one for being a quarterback. And, you know, he's, he's been, he's been with us. He's the longest tenured Steeler. He's been with the team since 2004 and they know that there's value in that. Um, and another thing is when you're with the Steelers, you're not bad mouthing Ben because you know, it's a bad route to go. One, he's your teammate. You don't, you don't want to do that to your teammate because you try to be a good guy, but two, you know, that's also just a way to make yourself look not too good to the organization by bad mouthing the guy. That's why you see, you know, a player like Emmanuel Sanders leave and then say, wow, I now get what, you know, you know, you know, I've never seen leadership on this kind of level with the way Peyton Manning works. And the one thing I'll say about Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning, he would, he would dig in, dig in your grill and work with you to, to, to perfect things all year long. And he wasn't afraid to push the Marvin Harrison's, the Reggie Wayne's, the Edger and James's. But Ben Roethlisberger, and this is just my insight, when I've been covering the team and going and sitting through training camps and, and watching them work to work with guys, one of the things that I saw was he would often push the Eli Rogers, the Ryan Switzers, the guys at the bottom of the depth chart who don't got much leverage to push back at him. And and, and there were sometimes I saw him do great things with Eli Rogers. Like there, I'll never forget there was a it was the it was it was the the late uh, Ravens game, I think of 2017. The immaculate extension. Um, no, no, um, 
no, this I think this was actually what was that year? Yeah, I think it was that year. But it was it was before that game. I think no, because I was at this game because that was and I wasn't at that game. So I might be mixing up my years here. But there was a game I was at and they were playing the Ravens. And um, late in the game, he uh, Eli Rogers is like in the goal is is in the goal. And one thing that I saw Ben push. Eli Rogers on was, Hey, we need you to be an active blocker when we're, when we're moving you around, like, like go fill. And there was a motion that Le'Veon Bell, you know, was going to run behind and Eli Rogers cracked somebody. I mean, he, he just, he blew the dude up in a hole. Bell had the touchdown. And I saw, I couldn't hear what Ben said, but you could just tell his, his emphasis. He was ran to Eli Rogers and he kept pointing and he was like, that was you, that was you. Like, like he was like, that's what I've been trying to get. And those things, Ben does do that on occasion, but the problem is, is that when when you expect a quarterback to take ownership in those, you know, and leadership in those situations, you also expect it to lead to more successful results and big moments. And let's face it, Ben hasn't commanded this team to a playoff win in a long time. The last time he was a driving force in a, in a playoff win for the Steelers. I mean, you got to go back, maybe the Ravens game of 2010, but. Le'Veon Bell carried them against the Chiefs, which is their last playoff win. He also carried them against the Dolphins, which is the playoff win before that. The defense and special teams really kicked in for uh, for the Bengals game, uh, you know, with the craziness that that game was. Um, and then before that, you know, you go back to the, the – I don't the, the, know. He came off the bench hurt. He came off the bench hurt, game. but did he command the whole game? Like, not, 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 a, cool, not a great moment because there's the thing. Then you can start saying great moments about every single game. But he – that was that was a great you know moment at the end of the game, but the Steelers defense shut out the Bengals for three and a half quarters, and the Steelers offense had 16 points to show for it. To me, that was the problem with that game. It was like they should have been out way farther in front and not have to worry about a comeback at any point mm-hmm. in time. It, um, is kind of, it is kind of wild that if you think about like Ben's best moments, like if you were compile, if Ben retired tomorrow and you had to compile like a Ben Roethlisberger's five greatest moments as a Steeler article. I don't think it would be anything past 2016. Right. Like, I don't yeah. think he's had a great moment in the last five years. And the Steelers certainly haven't had any playoff success. And they've had a, a modicum of regular season success, but certainly nothing as iconic as, like, again, the Immaculate Extension or those, those couple weeks, like, a few years ago where Ben threw back-to-back six TD games against the Colts and Ravens. And right. obviously he has he's had those big playoff moments and – there's he, there's even that the tackle against the Colts in 06. Like right. and, but I mean the, 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 the throw to San Antonio, I still think that's one of the greatest throws of all time in the in, in oh, NFL hell history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. But, and see, that's that's to where you guys' point is on the field. I think that yeah, he, he's a guy that you absolutely want going to war for you. And that's the thing. None of us are saying that the Steelers are better off without Ben Roethlisberger, right. you, know, you know, for 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 during that well, time. Well, Josh is. <laughs> Josh, Josh, Josh put up the wavy hand yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go back. want him here. Yeah. I'm just going back to Arnold. my, yeah. I, I, you yes, kind of. You what? I'm just, oh, I'm my just, God. I'm just saying that, <laughs> I'm just saying that over the last five years, there's a reason there have been question, more questions about his leadership coming up. Well, I should say even the last five years, the last like two or three years, because his plays, his play has started to wane. I think that's where you get more questions about leadership if you're an on-the-field kind of leader. And honestly, I feel like part of even the on-field leadership takes a hit when you start throwing 60 times a game when you're yes. calling out the RPOs. That's totally yeah. fair. And that's not and necessarily I, his fault even. That's kind of him saying, 
I have to win this game or I'm the only one that can win this game. And that's not having complete faith in your team and your teammates to me. That's just my observation. And, and Sam Darnold I, wouldn't do that. I, I, oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> Sam Darnold but, but, can't but, throw a ball 60 but going, times But going back to Robert's question, one I'm thing sorry. that I think that, you know, you know, when he says Ben is always prepared, I, I sometimes think that's Ben's biggest weakness is that he doesn't come prepared. You know, when, when he has like a four-interception game against the Browns, he wasn't mm. prepared. Like, right. and, and that's not to say and the, the plays were there. The coaching staff put the plays in the, on, on, on the table. He, he didn't see them. And that's that's on him. I, I know some people try to say, "Well, that's coach. That's prof-. no, 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 no." If the plays are Wednesday. there, and show you up Wednesday, w- if, even if you're not practicing, you're getting the game plan. Yep. Show you, up. You 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 need to show up in that moment and make those plays happen. And that's where I think that he falters. And while he doesn't, uh, you know, obviously rip on guys in the sideline. Ben does rip people. Like you guys brought up, you know, him calling Heinz Ward short. And Heinz Ward was like, "Who are you talking to, dude?" Like I've been, I've been here for years carrying this offense. And, I mean, and with Antonio Brown, I still think to this day, if Ben Roethlisberger had just admitted that when he threw that interception at the end of the Broncos game in 2018 to a defensive tackle, if he had just said, "That's my bad. I sh- if I wait one more second, Antonio would have been open." And we would have had it. We would have won this game if he had just owned up to that. Antonio Brown would still be a Steeler right now, because I think that was when Antonio was like, you know what, whatever, man. And then his mind just went, and and who knows, (laughs) his mind got a gone about two weeks later. But that was the moment to me where I saw things change, and I was like, "Uh," like Antonio, he defended Ben, even when Ben was kind of like, man, he was like, that's my quarterback. You know, we we got to get the Wi-Fi linked up and all that kind of stuff. Those are the moments where I think Ben has shown like a, like a, oh, that's, that's, that's not, that's not a good leadership moment. You know, when you're making the killer mistakes in the game and then blaming other people for it. But again, that does not erase the fact that he has stepped up in several key moments of his career. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Granted, one of them was the worst winning Super Bowl performance by any quarterback in <laughs> NFL history, but the, you know, the, 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 the drive at the end of the Cardinals game was legendary he carried this franchise. He's, he still technically he has had one losing season because in 2019, maybe he was owing two before he got injured, but that doesn't count. He's part of Mike Tomlin's, the, the, you know, Mike Tomlin's legacy with the whole not having a losing season thing. The Steelers haven't had a losing season since he wasn't the year before he was drafted. And all of that goes to, he does have leadership quality. So Robert, to answer your question fi- fully and finally, we're not saying he's not a leader period. We're saying that, there are places that he lacks where other great quarterback leaders like Tom Brady, like Peyton Manning, I'd even say like Drew Brees at times, have shown up and said, hey, that we're running the show. We're going to get this done together, and we're going to win. But what's impressive about that is that all of, of those quarterbacks I named, and I, get, you know, I wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers in the leader category, um, but, but of, of all those quarterbacks that, that, that you can name in that category – only one of them got more Super Bowls than him, and that's Tom Brady. He's not not a leader. Exactly. It's just it's, that there's, that's where I'm at. There's, there's places where I think that you can reasonably say, hey, we can get a little bit, we, we, you know, we could get to do a little bit better here in the leadership category. But he's better than he used to be. Oh, he's definitely better than he used to be. I know that much. Let's not, but, let's not talk about his, his odds leadership. You know, but, you know, Again, he's not—he's not what everything that I'd want to see in a 
leader at quarterback mm-hmm. and and again in leadership in general just you know building up the people around you build up the people around you that's what leaders do agreed we got to cut it here thanks so much for, for for everyone who's listening and thanks to you guys for coming on the show as always this is a fun wednesday show y'all was getting in it it was getting spicy hope that you guys enjoyed it listening to all of this uh dean please let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work you can't find me no, you can find me at IMDean16 on Twitter. Find me on the Locked On Facebook group. I'm uh, chatty in there as well. And, um, and Josh, I, I've got to just say, of the two players, which one would you rather actually have on your team, Aaron Jones or Sam Darnold? Maybe the fans can decide that. Oh. I mean, the fans, they can do what they want. They'll, be right <laughs> or, they'll either be right or wrong. It's fine. If they agree with me, they'll be right. So go ahead. How can we I, find you? I certainly didn't say that. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at my new handle at Jaxelberg. Um, new handle. And, yeah, I upgraded. And oh. you can find my work on uh, thepostgazette.com. I've got a story in the paper uh, and on the website almost every day. And you can catch me in the goodness section every Sunday. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok now at Carter Critiques. Um, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. I, I see why it's addictive. Corvette, it's Corvette. Like, yeah, it's just, but it's just so many little videos. And you're like, whoa, that's funny. Whoa, that's funny. I had to step away from it. I'm like, nah, man, I ain't trying to, beca- you know, become a Gen Z kid. No, 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 no. Um, but you guys can read my work at dkpittsburghsports.com where I'm covering the Steelers. Uh, I cover pit basketball and pit football. Uh, I got my Carter's classroom out where I ranked all the linebackers I saw as graded as first and second round linebackers who the Steelers should consider with film analysis. That's on the website. You can also read my mock draft. That'll be up my latest mock draft for DKPittsburghSports.com, as well as other analysis that I give there. I also wrote a really cool piece about Jimmy Morrissey, a center that I think is a sleeper in this NFL draft. Thanks again for listening to Locked on Steelers podcast. Remember to subscribe to us. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, and the Odyssey app, which used to be radio.com. Check us out on all of our platforms. Rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout out at the end of the show. Thanks so much. Be back in the ears tomorrow.